Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, here with you as always. And in today's show, I'll be talking big questions, starter sit, and booms and busts for week two of the fantasy football season. Got a lot to talk about today. As always, getting you prepared for week two. It's the start sit, booms and busts, big questions episode. We're going to have two episodes a week. This is the second one of this week, of course. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Be sure to follow on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF at SGF pod for the podcast. Send over your start sit questions over there. I'll probably put that in the description every week now under these episodes because I only talk about three start sits on the show and I talk about other things as well. But if you don't have any of those players, I mean, I picked out usually the three players that I think are the most like difficult decisions of the week. But if you don't get your player mentioned and you want to know, like start blank or blank, because there's so many of those questions out there, go hit me up on Twitter. I saw someone saying a while back and now no disrespect to the person who said it because um, I know them on Twitter and I'm not trying to be like disrespectful or anything. Just disagreed with this particular take that start sit questions don't matter. That's not really true. It doesn't really make that much sense because you can say, oh, well, even the best fantasy analysts can only give you like a 10% edge from starter sit. Well, fantasy is luck in general. So why even play fantasy if we're caring about the luck aspect? Because we know, I mean, we literally just watched week one. We know how lucky or unlucky people can get. You know how you can have bad weeks, have the most stacked team in the world and lose a game just because you had like Aaron Rodgers at quarterback or Trey Lance at quarterback or somebody like Damian Pierce who just totally busted for you or even like the studs that busted this week. Like you had a Derrick Henry who didn't even do anything. Like that's not like poor skill on your part to think that Derrick Henry wasn't going to score a touchdown. That's not like that's luck, obviously. And there's a lot of luck involved in fantasy football. And there were so many more players, of course, who were like that last week. Just listen in to the Monday episode or the Tuesday episode and you can hear all the busts. So start state questions do matter. Never forget. Just like everything else matters in this game of luck. It doesn't matter entirely because luck's always going to happen and you're not always going to be able to win your league every single time. But this is the way you optimize your chance. So Follow on Twitter, send questions, email secondgoalfantasy at gmail.com. If you want uh, to do like a collaboration on a show or something like that, be happy to. Let's get into it. Big questions for the week. First big question, what do you do with Washington's receivers? The Washington Commanders played their first game under the new name, beat the Jaguars. They had three receivers who were fantasy productive last week. Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and Jahan Dotson. Dotson picked up two touchdowns. I still think he's a risky start for that reason. It's great that he's getting touches in the red zone, but he only had three catches and wasn't involved for like a lot of the game. It's going to be hard to trust Enan these guys individually, except probably McLaurin and Samuel maybe a little bit as well. And I'll tell you why McLaurin's obviously the top receiver here. He's dominant. I think the defense keyed in on him too much in week one. And therefore all these other guys were able to dominate too. I think maybe if the lions defense, I'll talk about McLaurin a little later, but I feel like the lions defense now knowing that all three of these guys can beat you, will have to kind of spread the wealth a little bit in terms of like how much defensive attention all these guys are getting. And we may see a bigger game for McLaurin this week. So McLaurin's still a top guy there. Samuel had like four carries and eight catches. He looked really, really good. Samuel, I said, is one of the top pickups off the waiver wire that you should be getting against Detroit. He's a fine start. Dotson is a risky start for now, touchdown dependent. But if you drafted him in the late rounds, you should be feeling pretty happy because he showed you the upside that he has last week. But right now I'm starting McLaurin. I'm starting Samuel. If you really need something, I'm starting Dotson, but I'm waiting and seeing just a little bit longer for him. How do you approach the Seahawks backfield versus San Francisco this week? It depends. 
because San Francisco, they're going to be a tough defense. I don't think Rashad Penny's that great of a start anyway, like maybe an RB2 back end. If Kenneth Walker plays, he turns into a risky flex. I'm not starting Walker yet. He's coming back from his hernia injury maybe this week. If he does, he might get some passing work, but it's too risky in his first game, and it still seems like Penny's the starter here for now. Is Jamal Williams going to be worthwhile this year? We saw him get 11 carries for 28 yards and two touchdowns against the Eagles. No. Sometimes I throw in like a big question in here that's like, the answer is just going to be like, is this guy, does this guy matter? No, because I want to dispel kind of the notion that a lot of these guys end up mattering, like these one week kind of flukes. Jamal Williams got carries in a game where there was just a lot of points scored and he got a couple touchdowns vultured. He's not going to be worth a start because he usually doesn't have the upside to score two touchdowns in a week, let alone one. And therefore is more likely than not to just be pretty bad for your fantasy team. So mm, he's not very worthwhile. Sell high if you can. I don't know if people are buying, but you know, you can see starter sit. Let's go. Starter sit Jeff Wilson versus Seattle. The new starting running back after Elijah Mitchell's out for the 49ers. I'm starting him. I think the, and that 49ers running back role is always going to be very, very valuable. I expect Trey Lance to move the ball a little bit better than he did at soldier field where there were pretty bad conditions last week. He'll be, fine i think i think i still believe in the trade lanes resurgence for now jeff wilson may get some opportunities he's going to get some starting workload that makes him an rb2 starting drake london versus the rams this one's tough because there's many scenarios here the rams could end up locking down drake london or they could be kind of a shootout where marcus Mariota is somehow keeping them in this game because he didn't play too bad last week against new orleans but it's the rams but i still think drake london's barely a start because there is a lot of target opportunity here it's a risky start because there's some bust potential but i think those targets will give him just enough of a floor to where it's justifiable to take that shot julio jones versus new orleans is also a start for me we're not going to see chris godwin play this week it looks like or might not see Russell Gage play due to the hamstring. Julio Jones could be the wide receiver too. He had 69 yards last week on three catches, and it's worth it in a Tom Brady offense to start a guy like that who's going to have that kind of target opportunity. And he looked okay last week. Let's move on to booms and busts. Two booms, two busts to wrap up the show. First boom is Traylon Burks versus the Bills. Yes, it's Burks season. I expect Traylon Burks to dominate whoever's covering him. I mean, maybe not dominate totally because this Bills defense is pretty good, but the Titans are going to need somebody to throw to in this game. It's going to be a shootout. And I like Burks as a receiver better than a guy like Drake London, as I just mentioned. I feel like Burks is going to be a superstar in the NFL and the Titans are going to be heavily relying on him. And the Rams defense, I still feel like probably has a better secondary than the Bills, although it's pretty close for those um obviously i mean i guess those are pretty close as well but i expect Traylon burks to just be so heavily involved in week two and the what was encouraging about burks is that he had so a, a lot of yards after catch compared to his total yards output last week so it was good like i mean he was very explosive he's just what we expected him to be i think he, that means he's gonna have the potential to get into the end zone pretty consistently Terry McLaurin versus the Lions. Like I said earlier, I think less defensive attention is going to be on him. I think that's going to be huge because he can dominate just about everybody. So he's going to be great. Bus, Ramondre Stevenson versus the Steelers. Don't like it at all. Don't like that Damian Harris was more efficient than him last week. Don't like that the Patriots offense looked horrible and don't like this vaunted Steelers defense, which Stevenson makes his hay at the goal line in short yardage situations. I don't know if he's going to see a lot of that in this game. 
Damian Pierce versus the Broncos. I think we may see a somewhat of a Damian Pierce breakout at some point, but it's not going to be this week after Rex Burkhead dominated him in touches last week. Now he's facing Denver. That's too good of a defense right now. And I think Denver is going to come out with a vengeance. Russ is going to dominate after losing in week one. And Houston's just going to get obliterated and Pierce won't be a part of this game plan. So don't start Damian Pierce. He's going to be a bust this week. That wraps up the show. Thanks guys for listening. Follow on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF at SGF pod. Be back next week. Also check out the fantasy start sit show that I'm likely to run from 12 to one. Keep an eye out for college football broadcast this weekend. That's all. Thanks guys for listening and I'll see you next time.